0: Hello and welcome to Come Out and Play, the D&D podcast that's all trans, all the time. My name is Benjamin, my pronouns are he, him, and I will be your DM for this campaign.
1: My name is Moss, I use ze, them pronouns, and I'm playing Ember, who uses they, them pronouns. They are a human paladin of the singing flame.
2: My name is Mel, I use they, them pronouns. I play Trick, who also uses they, them pronouns. Trick is a huge human warrior and Ember's elder sibling.
3: My name is Haz, I use they-them pronouns, and I play Maynard, who uses he-him pronouns, and he is a skittish wizard.
1: I'm Chris, I play Rill, and we both use he-him pronouns.
0: Okay, welcome back everyone. It's been a while. Uh, Not for you, dear listeners, for you it has been, hopefully, a week, but for us it's been like two months since we recorded any of this game, uh, because we were recording Come Out and Pugs instead. Damn right. Yeah. Oh, hang on. Which means I have completely forgotten how to DM or anything that has happened in this game, so this is going to go great. Anyway, the point is, I'm very nervous, because I haven't done this for ages and I've forgotten everything. there may be some rambling. We shall see. But, at the end of last episode, our party of intrepid adventurers had, over the course of several stages of journey, made it to the centre of the world, descended beneath the monastery at the centre of the world, travelled down and down and down to another much tinier monastery which they were informed was the actual center of the world in depth as well as width had some complicated conversations there and have continued their journey just as far down again to the other part of the world which it turns out exists which was a surprise as far as you are concerned you've been walking all day and it should be evening but you have just reached the bottom of the ramp the stone spiral that you have been descending for two days has rather than leveling off just opened out into the world below the entrance is partially blocked by thick tangled tree roots you would be able to climb through if you wanted but you can see between them thick cloud right up at the ground level you can see a tree that these roots belong to descending into the sky which is beneath you and this particular tree is perhaps something like a strangler fig. It is clinging to and wound around a spire of green-blue rock, the same spire that you've been following the whole way down. There is a thin daylight coming through the clouds, it looks like dawn, it feels chilly, cold, wintry down here. But for the first time in several days, you have more directions to go in, what would you like to do all right amber let's harness up all right i I will
2: um i will I, I will tether us back together with the um immovable object
0: aha
2: uh-huh. I ain't falling into the sky you you can't get me this way <laughs> oh uh, I'm also gonna. I forget if my horse is currently statued. I'm going your to. Your statu- horse is
0: currently a statue.
2: Okay, okay. In that case,
0: I'm also right with the world. Okay, so you and Ember are now tethered together mm. with your blockchain, which is currently in its not immovable mode. Yep. Cool. I suppose.
2: I suppose best turn to best turn to uh, our resident cleric of mysteries and knowledge and secrets and romance for sort of general guidance this kind of look at real like
1: Trek I'm not sure if you need my help with romance
2: (laughs) Well, I mean it wasn't really the romance I was looking for assistance in I'll admit although come to think of it have I missed I haven't missed his wedding have I
0: or I at least should have sent a sending back or something
1: can, uh, can I If time is stop moving and... in its normal
0: manner, then you have probably a month or two. That's good.
1: I like the if time is moving in its normal manner. Uh, that's not worrying. Can can we stop and listen and see if there's anyone else? Um, above, Absolutely.
0: R- roll me a perception check.
1: Above, below these roots that we're uh, tangled in? Well,
2: you we know there's some people above. We met them there the... But... They're the monks that keep the world on its axis. Actually, there's a point. Does it look like there's any sort of
0: path going on here, Uh, or is this completely untrod? It's
1: an 11. Don't know how much he he hears, clearly.
0: Yeah, I think Rill is hearing, you know, there is a, a, a brisk breeze, and you're hearing the rustling of unfamiliar tree leaves, but it's hard to pick out from that whether there's people as well. Um... Trick could also roll me um, either perception or investigation for does this look trod?
2: I think that, I think that's more of an investigation sort of thing. I'm just sort of I'm just sort of having a look around, bit of a bit of a scuff.
0: Yeah,
2: go um, okay, investigation. That's my best my best one.
0: 13. 13, okay, it does not look like this place like like the ramp. Is often trod. There is a degree of dust and debris that has blown in, that doesn't look like there's regular foot traffic here. Peering out around through the roots, you don't seem to be in a wilderness. You can see there is this 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 downward end of the spire is in some kind of a, a clearing or a square or or it's hard to quite map it but there is an area around it where there are a scattering of other trees also hanging downwards that's weird but no buildings but then beyond that beyond about a hundred yards you can start seeing structures uh hanging rope paths and um buildings that are, to some extent, in the trees, or anchored to the ground above.
2: All right, I'll point out what I, what my, what my human eyes see. <laughs> well, I, I figure this, our best bet will be trying to meet the locals, wouldn't you think?
1: I think you're right. Let's go introduce ourselves.
2: Yeah,
3: it's one thing hearing about it from from the monks. It's a whole different thing actually seeing it with my eyes. Do you think the people here have fears of heights, or is that something that only we get?
2: Well, I mean, if nothing else, did it did it look like the draconians we met could fly?
0: Uh, Did they have, like, no wings, wings.
2: back wings or them? No? Mm. Well, I mean... I don't know. Maybe they... Maybe they can all fly or something.
1: Hmm. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, um, items that make you able to fly and spells aren't unheard of in our world. I'm sure they'd be much more common here. Mm.
2: Ooh, that's a good point, actually. You'd hope. Right, um... I'm gonna sort of, while we're still in a fairly, um, we're in a fairly dense like,
0: area still, right? Like it. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. There is. There is a. Um. There's not, at this point, a specific path. Um, yeah, yeah. But these trees are. They have, rooted themselves into the rock, and they have quite substantial and complex root networks. So there's something to hang on to and move through. It feels precarious because it's you don't know how long that drop is, except for too long. But there there is stuff to hang on to.
2: Alright. Well then, uh let's let's get moving. Uh but I'm gonna make sure I have kind of, you know, in an accessible pocket a decent amount of just a a medium amount of gold coins. In the hope that gold indicates presence or trade is a universal language. Okay. I'm not I'm not looking to get shot is my main thing.
0: Okay. Um, That's my main Actually goal a, my along thing. along those lines, just just so I know, how armed and armoured is everyone looking? I'm I'm in my armour, I think, but I don't have
2: my weapon drawn. I would
1: agree with that. Mm-hmm. Axe is strapped to my back. Yeah, I'm a wizard.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: okay, so everyone looks like they're capable of a fight, but are yep. not currently raring to go. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. just can't tell with wizards or like yeah. it.
0: <laughs> okay, so you start squeezing your way out between these tangles of roots. And you've been talking amongst yourselves, and this makes a certain amount of noise, and it's perhaps therefore not surprising that although you didn't pick out the noise of anyone, they heard you. And as you are squeezing out between these roots, um, who's in front? Probably me, it. Okay trick. You're squeezing out between these roots and you reach for a handhold and you pull past a particularly large root and you come face to face with two individuals who are... the larger one is sitting cross-legged on one of the stronger roots, branches, and the smaller one is like piggyback on them with the head just over a shoulder the one sitting is furry with like pointed big pointed ears high up on their head and a short muzzled face uh-huh uh-huh and are clinging to the the they the, the, they have an extra hold on one of the roots with their tail mm mm-hmm. and the smaller one is a gnome you you've established by now that these are real They're a gnome, they've got big hands, they've got a big head, they've got quite slender proportions compared to a halfling. That's a gnome. And a furry person. They both look, insofar as you can tell, teenage. Do cats exist on the surface, on the upside? Cats do exist.
2: Does this furry person look a bit like a cat? Like a
0: bit... not super like a cat. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, a bit. A bit like a cat. A bit kind of like a bear in some of the... builds? Hmm. If you saw them on a dark night, sure, that's a cat person. Seeing them in broad daylight up close, maybe Hmm. not specifically a cat, but... But I will tell you, this is a tabaxi, but they are not, like, absolute cat person. They're a bit more... Unfamiliar than that. That's fair.
2: I will, as my first brief, as my first response, put up one hand and hold out the other hand with a gold coin in a universal gesture of of, of not looking for a
0: fight. <laughs> roll roll <laughs> me a persuasion check. What do we do when we meet the
1: locals? We bribe them.
0: That's
2: a five, baby. <laughs>
0: Okay. <laughs> hmm. They don't immediately back away because they are sitting, but there's a kind of a slightly insulted kind of recoiling. And the gnome says something that you do not understand.
2: <laughs> I look helplessly at the spellcasters who, at least one of whom I re- I seem to recall can comprehend languages in some fashion. <laughs>
3: Right, I probably should have done that because I only have it as. <laughs> Do I have it as a ritual?
2: Yeah, I,
1: only have
3: a... I don't have it prepared, so I only have it as a ritual, so unless you want me to sit here for 10 oh, minutes. No. Uh,
1: what? I mean, we knew what we were getting into. Can we just say that we had it going? Like, we've been sitting here changing out of our uh, summer clothes from up above into all of our winter get up because it's freezing.
0: I, I will let you do it if Haz thinks that Maynard would have thought of it ahead of time. Well,
3: the thing is, with comprehend languages, is that it's it's kind of useless unless you can also speak that language.
1: You can't understand what they're saying back.
3: You can understand, they them, can't understand but they can understand you, us. But you can't say anything in their language. That um. would be that would be tongues. I mean,
0: Okay, so it feels to me like Maynard has decided not to cast it in advance because it's only semi useful. Yeah. This is
3: more like we've stumbled upon an ancient library and I want to read the books kind of spell.
2: All right, I am um, going to. I feel like I feel like that is like the upshot of a very brief conversation, <laughs> or, or possibly it's happening in, in
0: furious whispers behind trick. <laughs> <laughs> I do not cast this, but it doesn't really work.
2: <laughs> I'm just gonna like. I'm going to like, I'm going to turn back around, I'm going to turn back around and just sort of, I... Um... I'm i going to rattle through, oh, oh, no, well, I'll rattle through everything I speak in the hope that, I don't know, maybe one of these fine people is a scholar, a right of them armed, a
0: really arcane scholar. Sorry, was there a question in there?
2: Oh yeah, yeah, were they armed as well. That was my side thought. Uh
0: they are not armoured at all. They are wearing um similar clothes to the other two gnomes you've seen, um In and, and and so is the Tabaxi. They're wearing these sort of loose clothes bound in a at calf and forearm. Um hmm. with a quilted layout over the top that looks like it might be it's it was it's a slightly shiny fabric. It's sort of unfamiliar, but it's quilted because it's cold. Um, they are both carrying fairly chunky knives, but they don't look combat equipped. They just look like
2: utility. Yeah,
0: yeah, possibly horticultural.
2: Grand. I don't. I don't imagine that anything. I rattle through is going to produce any sort of recognition of it. It
0: hasn't, but the Tabaxi in particular is looking increasingly impressed as you go through all the languages you speak. They're like this is, they, they, They're picking up enough to tell that it is different languages and that you speak quite a number.
2: Oh, I mean, I speak three, but I'm pretty sure by this point I can sort of... I can sort of... I can sort of say... I can sort of do the whole... I can sort of... I, I may even have gotten to the point from the mastery going... Oh, actually, you know what? I was off at of the we were off at of the monastery. We knew we were coming down here. Yeah. Do you think Do you think it's possible that I at least picked up a? Do you speak gnomish from the gnome? <laughs> if you If you asked to be or taught, or at least what I consider gnomish, whatever the whatever that gnome spoke. If you know. asked
0: to be taught limited phrases in the time you had there, I, 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 I might think have... there would have been willingness to teach you, but they would have been limited phrases.
2: I might have picked up. The sound of a word or two, not even that I know what, what language each of those respective sounds come from, but I might be able to imitate a few random words. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a reasonable, a reasonable staff Roll performance
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm the best person this' 19. Hey, nice. okay you. It is, it is absolute gabble. it is meaningless, but it is gnomish gabble. <laughs> Fantastic. This is And like you, have, fully... you have produced intense confusion in your uh, interlocutors.
2: This is fully into. Hablas Espanol? Ah, see, sí, see, sí, hablo Espanol.
0: Oh, that's a shame I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fully fully that effect as you kind of shrug and make faces at them. Ah, le chat est sur le lit. Und wo ist das
2: <laughs> Schwimmbad? Really, really making them driving things forwards. I think they don't seem to be, like, reacting in any sort of hostile way to us, right? They're more just baffled by us. They look deeply right? interested. I'm going to shrug and gesture in the general direction of more buildings, because I notice building structures.
0: Are yes, thing. yeah.
2: I'm going to strug. I'm going to gesture in that general direction, and I'm going to keep moving. <laughs>
0: okay. I mean, walking is not quite what you're able to do. Brachiating. Brachiating is closer, yes. <laughs> Finding, you're picking a path across Roots. you know. And they do continue below you such that it's possible, and there are hats It, it... It's precarious. Hmm. You can see um, you're going. The the two people who are watching you, the two teenagers, are going to kind of keep pace, a little way off. Not not even far, like a couple of meters off your path. And they are clearly much more comfortable with this way of moving around. Hmm. Neither of them appears to be flying. You know they're not operating on any set of abilities that you don't feel like you share. It's just they're a lot more used to this. Mm. Um. Okay, it's about a hundred yards to kind of the building line, and and at that point you also find much more permanent roads or or something like roads. There are walkways. Walkways, maybe. exactly. Yes. Uh, suspended from the rocky ceiling and strung between the trees and the thicker roots and branches. And they go kind of in layers. There's some right up here, right up next to the rock, and there's some further down between the bigger trees where more of the dwellings are. It's a very vertical element to this whole place. Hmm. But there are walkways. They. They have rope they have wood they use them extensively in building but many of the houses that you can see have sheer cloth windows like screened windows rather than glazed
2: mm-hmm.
0: and you start seeing more people more names and more tabaxi um, someone roll me a perception check
1: okay Seventeen. Mm-hmm. Twenty-two.
0: Okay. So taking a quick look around, you both feel like you are actually quite near the center of whatever this settlement is. That that space around the spire with its climbing tree, the, the tree that climbs around it, has been deliberately left open as a space, but is probably in the middle of this settlement nonetheless. Uh, In a fairly dense bit of housing and there are some bigger structures that weren't easy to see at first sight because the individual parts of the structure are about the same size as the houses, but the way they're connected up when you start looking you can see, oh that is a A little complex of buildings that only has one or two connections to the wider network that functions as a single large building. There's another one over there and another one there. This is not just housing, there is also probably some civic construction here. Mm. And because it is early in the morning, people are only just starting to come out of their houses. There's a scattering of gnomes in these higher areas in particular. There's a scattering of tabaxi in the lower parts in particular. They seem to have somewhat better balance, particularly with their tails. You are extremely quickly, even given that most people are not out and about yet, going to acquire a little crowd of people staring at you and very much in your way. I mean, fuck me, if
2: any of them look like they've got some idea of how to resolve the situation, I'm game. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, um.
2: Take me to your leader.
3: Okay, I. First of all, I just, I just want to be. When we were with the monks, what did they say was the common language down here? Or do they have their own version of common?
0: Which. So the, the ones in the ribcage, not the ones right up top? Yes. They There is not common as such, as in a language used across significant parts of the world, the way common is. Um, let me just pull up the briefing sheet so I can get it right. Uh, you are in the country of Intasar, that would probably be something you've been told. And the language is Intash, but of course you don't speak.
3: Okay. It. Cool. Uh, I was trying to try and do something. I was thinking about s- starting to learn a language while I was down here, and trying to think of what would be the most thing, most useful thing to learn.
0: That is probably getting a little ha- ahead of yourself.
3: Yeah, I know. <laughs> Never
0: mind.
3: But I, I will be like every ten, ten minutes. I uh, will be casting comprehend languages. <laughs> because this
2: is a little bit frustrating now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like they do just like. i feel like just really like, giving you the. i told you sitting... so look. <laughs> I like to do just... A little bit. I do like they do just <laughs> sitting, like, in the middle of, like, whatever passes for a square or something or a crossroads. And just, like, casting or just starting to cast Ritual <laughs> magic.
0: What could possibly go wrong?
2: Right. I mean, if you want to stop and start casting a spell I'm, I'm game for it
0: You notice that your two shadows the two teenagers who saw you come out from the tree um, have swung off somewhere They're not currently in the crowd around you. you You are increasingly disrupting the business of this place as people stop to look at you and then people stop to see what the people are looking at, and, <laughs> and there's like a little clump on a walkway beneath you as well, all sort of looking up at you and chattering amongst themselves.
1: What was the
3: name of the 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 spellcaster or monk that we were? Supposed to come down here and and f- talk to to help us.
2: I thought it was a cabal. Yes, wasn't it? Oh, aren't we looking for what's what's faces? Yeah, cabal. I don't remember anyone's name
0: at all. Not My at the best notes of times. Certainly not after not playing somewhere. for a month and a half. <laughs> <laughs> the Cabal you're looking for is called the Golden Flame but whether this knowledge will be of use to you at this moment I don't know i tell you what
2: I think I think if we're I, I think we have the idea of of Maynard casting the spell I think we are gonna see if what happens if we sit and ritually cast the spell for ten minutes if someone tries and I don't know Blast us for <laughs> casting a mysterious spell in the middle of this settlement, because otherwise we're getting nowhere.
0: Well, it depends how long you're going to wait before starting that, because after about ten minutes of increasingly getting attention, uh, yeah, something is going to happen.
3: I'm, ri- I'm I'm doing the ritual. I'm, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm looking at realm and being like, yes, I know.
1: No, it's not just your fault. I should have prepared that myself.
0: Okay. So Maynard sits down on one of these walkways, and what does your ritual casting of Comprehend Languages look like?
3: So... You know, I have no idea what this kind of thing would look like. It's always easier to do it when you use components, but Maynard doesn't use components.
0: Sure, I, on, on a technical level, that is true. But I feel like one of the differences with ritual casting is you may well have to draw circles or whatever that you wouldn't other you wouldn't need to do for a spell. So, you know, is he doing? Is he drawing a circle? Is he pacing stuff yeah. out? Is he making a lot of arcane gestures? Pa- paint a picture for okay. both the audience and the crowd of onlookers that you currently have.
3: Okay, so. What he does is he takes out uh, First he looks at the walkway and sees if it's darker or lighter, so he can choose whether to do chalk or charcoal. Mm-hmm. He decides on chalk and draws a grid, a 12 by 12 square grid. Um, and starts filling in the all the boxes with uh, the draconic and uh, elvish symbols for understanding and knowledge okay, she's so building a clarity. kind of magic square yeah so like yeah so he's building a magic square combining the symbols in in these chalk lines um, and then casting a circle of, of light over the grid and swirling it around like a um like a bowl mm. of water and that becomes, a, and the, the grid rises up into the circle and becomes a lens, which conde- he condenses down into something probably about the shape of a palm and then so sort of presses it against his forehead and it sort of disappears into his head.
0: Nice. Okay, so while Maynard is concentrating on that, could someone else give me an insight check, please?
2: I love to be insightful. I'm quite insightful.
0: But I rolled a 9 <laughs> in this instance. Okay. It's weird, everyone seems to be backing off. You... it's... you know, yeah. not not clear not I mean, why. Maybe they've got jobs to go to. I might. But you you definitely have more more yeah, space than you know, And as Maynard keep go through this ten minutes of casting, there, there is more space around you. Uh, yeah, people are backed off. And I think just because it'll be more fun if I let you actually finish that spell, I think it is just as you are finishing that casting that a very well dressed gnome. Uh, a lady with a big curl she- <laughs> Sorry, my brain froze from right her <laughs> <A> big what? <laughs> I would say a big curly bob, but I know <laughs> the kind of hairstyle I mean, but that's not what it's called in any way. So <laughs> uh,
3: A beehive?
0: No, she's... She has got shoulder-length hair, and it curls at the ends, so mm. it kind of spreads out around her shoulders. Yeah, okay. She probably was once blonde but is now pretty much gray vivid green eyes Mm. wearing the the same sort of outfit as as everyone else you've seen but rich embroidery and a, a long sleeveless vest or over tunic in some kind of golden brown fur she's just hurrying over to she ha- she has a little entourage of two or three other gnomes who are hanging back a little bit uh, particularly when they see what maynard is up to but who are coming with her she's wearing several heavy rings on each hand sure. uh, what a great time to stand up with 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 demonstrably empty hands <laughs> And, like, yeah, you, you stand up, and then, like, from the perspective of a gnome, like you stand further up because these people are <laughs> hmm, three feet tall, and you are six foot eight. So you you stand and immediately I'm not, I'm, you I'm stand and immediately six. tower over <laughs> this lady <laughs> who who seems to take it as kind of a challenge. She kind of squares her shoulders. She is not going to be intimidated just because you're big. <laughs> Look, this isn't bugs, okay? Holding out an empty hand is clearly a peaceful gesture. <laughs> okay, so you are holding out an empty hand. Maynard is just finishing his spell. Uh... Roll persuasion again. Let's Let's start with that yeah yeah because the other two haven't told me they're doing anything 18 okay
2: tupstickery rises again again. (laughs) hey there we
0: go do you know what i think it is i think it's that trick relates better to middle-aged people who know what they're doing than teenagers (laughs) nowadays (laughs) Just, <laughs> Damn
2: right, I just can't relate to, like, young slips of a thing, like, real. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I meant more than the the two kids that you met outside a tree. And yeah, that's uh, right, 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 yeah. Just fail to connect with. <laughs> but there's a certain degree of just... You're managing a degree of understanding. Like, you are successfully communicating, I am not trying to kill you right now. Yeah. And after a moment what of, more could I ask for? of surprise... Um, the nicely dressed lady kind squares her shoulders and politely bows to you. Politely bows to you. Oh, bow Oh, bow Yeah. Turns and says something to one of her aides. Um, possibly a a reassurance of some kind. Um, looks back, notices. Notices isn't quite the word. Lets you see that she has seen what Maynard is doing. But then looks back at Trick and says in what to all of you seem like fairly formal tones. Uh, And Maynard understands. Greetings, strangers. Welcome to Satakri. I am the magistrate Kelsan.
3: Imagine Maynard sort of finishes his ritual, finishes putting the lens into his head, and immediately opens his eyes and and turns around and hears that. It's like Okay. Uh, she says she's the magistrate of this area.
2: Right.
1: Ember will gesture at themself. Uh, and say Ember. I mean, because recognizing that that was an mm-hmm. introduction.
2: Yeah. I'll go for a trick
3: Rill. Maynard. May
0: She's peering quite closely at both Maynard and Rill, um, although. No, actually real, you're actually armoured, aren't you? You've got scale mail.
1: Yes. Scale mail.
0: He's got scale mail on. So it's it is just just Maynard who is standing out in that way. So yeah, she's she's paying quite a lot of attention. Everyone is paying quite a lot of attention to Maynard. They look kind of wary of Maynard. Just a little uncomfortable. I think, just to move things along, rather than fumble through the whole conversation. Through some very fumbling conversation where Maynard... It it quickly becomes obvious to everyone on the Gnomish side that Maynard is translating, but for some reason cannot translate back. You have come on on an interesting day, because there is some kind of big event happening this evening to which you're going to have to go it's it's unclear exactly why at this point but you you're going to be taken to something this evening in the meantime they're treating you as guests they can find you somewhere to stay if you would like you can have a tour of the town
2: do you think do you think we might be able to come up with the gestures for yes and no through trial and error over this point, because <laughs> I feel like if I encountered someone who could understand me but couldn't reply in a language I understood, I feel like that might be a system that i'd strike out for, yeah, I think you're right, I think
0: that's something that can be set up and that's fair. fantastic. We can communicate yes and no, <laughs> yes, and I think the magistrate is is going to introduce you to introduce one of her aides to the exciting uh the exciting new world of diplomacy, and make them your handler. Uh, So we will give you the next name on the list, which is Senzala, um, who looks like she might be related to the Magistrate, Um, similar kind of nose, um, similar colour of eyes wears her hair in a kind of plaited crown thing to keep it presumably out of the way when scrambling around in the trees. Um, and Senzala is, is given the job of looking after you and making sure you get to the feast. You are getting the impression that you have created quite a stir, but no one seems particularly surprised that you exist only that you're here right now okay and yes you have you have established the basic gestures of yes and no and, and a degree of limited communication what would you like to do with it
3: i only have an hour that's how long this will last
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> so uh, i have I'm some good news to, to has
3: i'm going to Right, I'm going to look at everything that I can that's written down in whatever language it is around here and make myself a little little list of things. So I'm looking at signposts for directions to things.
1: Oh, real we'll okay. absolutely just, like, follow Maynard around and, and help with <laughs> learning a whole new language.
2: I mean, I imagine we'll be expected to stay together. Very so. much so. Um, yeah it makes it
0: easier to manage yeah mine. like they they're reasonably nice about it but they definitely want you all to stick together and not go out of sight and generally be manageable um there's not a huge amount of stuff in terms of signposts and stuff uh, some of the the buildings do have signs over the doors things like that but there's not a lot of public writing um nor I nor are you familiar had with I have an idea story.
3: All right. um no I, that's silly does a silly thing. I was about to say, like, oh, I could ask for a dictionary, but then I was like, no, that that would be useless once my comprehend language runs out. <laughs> Never mind.
1: <laughs> well, no, because if we're looking for specific words, actually, you are, you
0: are you looking for specific things. Will um, or Maynard, roll me an investigation check for a fun thing mm-hmm.
3: to find a dictionary. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I got. I got fourteen. Oh boy, I got eight. Okay.
0: Well, you haven't found a library, you haven't found a dictionary. You have found someone on a street corner selling large sheets of paper. Large sheets of paper which are densely covered in this dark blue ink. In an incredibly even hand. Just impossibly precise in the shape of the letters in the straightness of the lines and every page like they're selling these individual sheets and every sheet looks impossibly identical this is like the the level of scribing this must have taken is huge People are just sort of buying them as they go past. It's wild.
2: I mean, surely surely these are these are some sort of some sort of advanced woodcut.
3: Maybe a team of unseen servants.
2: Some sort of magical quill.
1: Real has picked, like picked one up and is like squinting at it and turning it this way and that. He's probably done some some scribing in his alkalite days, you know.
0: Yeah. And, and, and you notice that Senzala, your your minder has just quietly paid for this and so you can keep it in, in a way that suggests that these are not particularly expensive hmm. you know th- these can yeah. be done in the petty cash uh,
1: real it's, bows to her and thanks unfamiliar.
0: yeah so you you've got one of these to look at um, the paper is a little different to what you're used to um it's definitely not vellum but it looks it, it looks and feels a lot less porous than wood pulp paper. Very smooth and and the surface almost feels impermeable. Mm. And if if you rub any of the letters too hard they will start to smudge under your touch.
1: Do they have sketchings in them? Do they have what, uh, sketching, you know, pictures, anything like that? Or no, is it just no all pictures. words?
0: Um just just all text. All right have a line or two in in larger text, like a title, and then Mm. something below that. Uh, Maynard, unlike Rill, you can read this. Um, This looks like the sort of stuff you would get from a gossip seller, just all written down. Like, it seems very time-bound. Very recent, like this is stuff that happened this week, that is expected next week, which given how precise the lettering is, like, okay, add to the list of impossibilities. They've done this really fast, because they're talking about how good the harvest was, how many tonnes of dye have been shipped out last week, uh, and the big thing that is happening this evening which turns out to be a visit from the local monarch who is doing a tour of their kingdom isn't that nice we're all so loyal and very proud that they have chosen to bless our humble city with a state visit as they take the crown
1: We've been asked to go probably because we stick out so much, men. Are we are (laughs)
2: serious visitors from the top side? Yeah,
1: right. Is there anything (laughs) anything else for a novelty?
2: Is I will sorry. Go ahead. Just saying, I will, as we're going around, also get being less interested in the mysteries of how how they do writing good. Um, (laughs) I will probably bother our minder by. By establishing a system of pointing at things and having him say the and having him say the word for the thing and repeating it until I can say it. Just okay. To try and so you roll, roll. Try and develop some real basic vocabularies go.
0: Okay? Yeah, roll me a picking up language check, which is probably intelligence. Yeah.
2: I don't imagine I'm going to get very far, but I might be able to go. Ah, table. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um... Yeah, I feel like you're, you, you've you got yes and no now. Yes and no. As actual words, not just as gestures. Yeah. Um, you probably managed to pick up hello and goodbye. It seems like the sort of yep. thing somebody would start out by teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, numbers one through five. After that, you're starting to lose track.
2: Yeah. I mean, you don't really any numbers higher than five anyway,
0: most of the time. You've got fingers. Yeah, it's fine.
2: Look, if I need numbers higher than five, I'll I'll ask um, I'll ask Lavender to, to sort them out. <laughs> um. <laughs> All right, and also I might at some point it, it pro- probably while the um while the uh, clerks of the party are getting excited about writing, but faster, um, I might take a <laughs> chance to try and charade out. I'm going to put a gold coin next to a lit candle and I'm going to try real hard to indicate. Oh, we'll see if, maybe if I've got name down pat I'll, I'll, I'll have a shot at that. Because that's, that's the name of the cabal, isn't it? Golden flame, I've not gone.
0: Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Roll me. <laughs> performance again? I think it probably is performance, yeah. Oh! 21!
2: I couldn't do better. <laughs> I'm on a roll okay. today. I'm in my element for some reason. Okay. I, you, I would like to thank this is entirely um the Lord of Falling Waters has smiled upon me. Um I can't take any credit <laughs> for this.
0: Okay. I, I think you have in fact a sort of a flash of genius and you're like, wait, we're looking for wizards. I have a wizard I can point at <laughs> <laughs> To be like these. Wizard. Yes? Where? <laughs> ah, and the be- money candle wizards. <laughs> the money candle wizards, I understand. There is... Yeah, you, you, you are confident you have managed to communicate like you have, you have got through that you are looking for the golden flame wizards. Hmm. Nice. And that Senzala knows who those wizards are, but she explains, and may not have to translate. Um, she explains in a very good customer service voice that yes, she understands the Golden Flame wizards. Uh, I do know who they are, and I know it, we, we will try to to get you over to visit them as soon as possible. But uh, I'm afraid it will take a few days to arrange, and I can't. Promise you a timescale on that, but we will get right on that.
2: Oh, oh! I will, I will drive my point home with the the name of the name, which I, which honestly I didn't remember two and a half months ago. Last time I had to know, out of
0: character. <laughs> the in character
2: is much more significant to my life. Sorry,
0: the one who's in the bo- in the amulet.
2: Yeah, that's the bunny.
0: Yeah, Zushat, Zushat. That's right, Zushat. You don't see any particular recognition of that name um, except that um, is is recognisable as a name so you get another round of well, I'm, I'm afraid I don't know all of the wizards or indeed any of them personally, that may well be someone who is there, uh, you'd have to ask when you get there uh, mm-hmm. it may take a few days
2: I will, I will give a yes, <laughs> and, I'll put, cool, and I'll blow cool. the candle out, and we'll move on with our lives.
0: <laughs> okay, just because. Oh, we're making
2: stormy progress.
0: <laughs> you're, you're making friends. You're communicating. We're influencing um, people. You're influencing people, and because uh, Maynard and Rill seem so excited by this, this writing on this sheet of paper, um. Senzala is going to start taking you on a somewhat longer trek, rather than just this casual meander around the civic center. Um, she's going to start leading you a little way out. Um, yeah, you know, a mile, mile and a half, with much more purpose in her step. Um,
3: At this point, trees... I'm fairly sure that the spell has gone
0: yes it probably expires somewhere on this uh, this little walk. The trees are quite dense all all the way along so it's not like you've left the city, there's, there's still it's very much still a built-up area. Um, the houses do get a little more rough and ready, smaller, more cramped as you go. But you reach a place where, instead of making your way along these rope and plank walkways, the path swoops upward a bit and actually goes into the rock and into a cavern uh, it's immediately very dark in there, although there is some art there is some presumably magic-powered lighting. There are things familiar as, as if they're glass globes that give off a, a constant dull yellowish glow that you all look at and go, hmm, seems magic. Seems normal. It's a very dry-smelling cavern. It's very noisy in here. There's clanks and whirs and banging noises echoing down through the rock and it's all been it is not a big empty cavern it is more in the way of some tunnels sometimes natural sometimes probably was once a big cavern but has now been walled off with wooden planks to divide it into rooms and corridors And you're passing through some kind of built-up complex within the rock. And Senzala has to ask a couple of people for directions, uh, but eventually brings you out into the source of all of the noise, which is a larger room with a giant, complicated piece of iron machinery busily working away in the middle of it.
2: Are we about to be interviewed for the Times?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Is there anyone anyone working the machine?
0: There's a lot of tabaxi. Uh, There's a couple of gnomes present, uh, but it looks like almost everyone who is actively working the machinery is a tabaxi. Mm. A lot of them are quite dirty. At least their clothes are quite dirty. With machine oil and streaks of ink, I am beginning to suspect the presence of a cast element. <laughs> <laughs>
2: have have we considered have we considered fermenting revolution?
1: <laughs> this isn't bad. I mean, I know <laughs> I
2: haven't, but real um, our most revolutionary <laughs> potter <laughs> Well. Uh work Language
1: first revolution. Yeah, like, that's going to be hard to do if we can't figure out who's a scab. You know.
2: <laughs> the primary function of language is to identify scabs.
0: <laughs> I'm all in favor. I don't know what the complication is here. Yeah, you could you can see looking at this that whether it's the times or not, there are sheets of paper being put through this machine and they are blank going in and then they come out covered in very precise writing. Wild.
1: This is wild. I'm
3: I'm I'm casting detect magic on this machine.
0: Okay. Two things happen. The first is this machine is not magical. At all. This isn't mechanical. And the second is, your guide Senzala like takes several paces back away from you immediately.
3: Ah, uh, I get the feeling that magic might be used differently
1: here. It seems like they don't like it very much. Well, what did you find out about that thing? And real sort of gestures at the big machine. It's not magic. What it's. I mean, I look He's at doing it. doing something else. Uh, are you sure that you did it right? Uh,
3: I'm I'm fairly sure.
1: Well, I'm not That's doubting just... you, but something like that—it has to have some Somebody kind of.
3: must be un... there. Must be something under the ground, like cranking it very, very fast. Hmm. But I don't know how. I've never seen something like that go that fast. Well, I've never seen anything like that.
2: I mean, they have hang magic. On. I mean, hang hang look on, at these hang things. Hang on! Hang on! <laughs> I'll tell you one thing I do know. I know about the value of gearing. <laughs> <laughs> I just gonna, I'll just i say, well... If there's maybe... There's got to be water. There's got to be flowing water somewhere. If you had a really big water wheel... And, like, a really small wheel that it was geared up to... Because, you know, if you want to grind... If you want to grind grain, you can hook up a small water wheel to a bigger gear, so it's more...
1: Oh, that does make sense.
2: Powerful.
3: Maybe their water wheel's concealed in another cave or something.
1: Well, I mean, they are working out of stone. There's all these caverns. I'm sure there's something around there to that effect. Real sort of... (laughs) is trying to get used to things being rather upside down, like
0: I think we all are. (laughs)
2: I've solved it, it's a big water wheel.
0: There you go. you solved it. <laughs> Someone roll me an investigation check, because you're trying to figure out how this works. I mean you we're only doing it by looking, but you know, I feel that's investigating. Uh, i mean, I'm trying just trying to get as close as these people will it's let a big him. Water
1: wheel. <laughs> to be honest. He's being extremely nosy. Uh it's an eighteen.
0: Hey, you know what? There there is like a big a a big shaft extending out the side of this machine through the wall, and it appears to be just constantly turning at a moderate pace. Like, like maybe there's a big water wheel, like, in the next room. Hmm.
2: I see a trick, you're right. I understand. I understand one thing. What I understand is is machinery, and by machinery I mean specifically watermills. <laughs> <laughs> but to understand watermills, you have to understand gearing. It's true.
3: We understand crank because of boat lift.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The, yeah. the the boat lift that was powered by buoyancy. Oh no! Sorry, I'm you know, I'm going. I I am sorry. That was me being ridiculous because I was I was misremembering my own thing and flashing back to a previous concept for the boat lift where it was powered by buoyancy. No, you're quite yeah. right. Boat lift ran on clockwork. Sorry. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's it's like a big watermill basically, <laughs> but you're using it to make words on paper through means of question mark.
1: Well. Correct me if I'm wrong, but, but it's,
2: basi- it's basically, it's basically, what it is is, it's a watermill powered woodcut. There you go. There you go. Uh,
1: was the was the boat lift not like very impressive to us? Just, it, was like it was very you know, impressive.
0: Was... Right. Okay. I don't think anyone stops to kind of figure out the details of how it worked. I... It was it was cutting edge stuff.
1: We though. were fighting for our lives. <laughs> I don't think we
3: stopped. Yeah, yeah no. you were preoccupied.
0: You were preoccupied, but the boat lift was was cutting edge stuff.
3: Right. Well, it was it was cutting edge stuff in the um in the in the realm of boats and tunnels. This is cutting edge stuff in the terms of words on paper, and that is something that Maynard and Rill have <laughs> yes. the vested interest in.
2: Because <laughs> you're all a bunch of nerds. <laughs> we are nerds. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you're damn right.
2: That's why. That's why they have. That's why we have a couple of jocks in the party, to keep the nerds to in be balanced. <laughs>
0: Do you know what you are, though? You're extremely interesting alien nerds oh. who have come into... Sorry, going to sneeze. Come into a room full of of foreign engineers, but still fundamentally engineers, and looked extremely excited by their extremely exciting device that they're very proud of. <laughs> so even though you share no languages, you are going to be shown around this machine if you stand still for it.
1: <laughs> oh yes, absolutely. Uh does anyone seem to be like in charge?
0: There is a tabaxi coming over, like wiping their hands on a leather apron because they are very ink-stained. Um they have like the kind of a gray tabby pattern. Like gray and brown stripes. Fairly burly. Um and you see when they, when they bow and make this sort of welcoming gesture that they're missing two fingers off their right hand. Hmm. And then they will start talking very fast and gesturing very fast and they really just want to show you all the details of their marvellous machine.
1: Real nods and... Tail these.
0: swishing in excitement. They are a nerd.
1: Yes, <laughs> yes, our people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> very keen to give you samples as well. Ooh. And shows you that the you know, the ink they use is particularly sticky, so it's actually terrible to write with. Um, if you try dipping a pen in it, it's awful, because it's designed to cling to the metal type and transfer onto the paper. And then they pull out a tray of of what must be you know, maybe this morning's work, which because you, you've come in toward the end of the print run and the print run finishes. And then this swarm of engineers Descends on the machine and they show you That they have in fact invented movable type You are familiar with the concept of a press You know, as Trick keeps saying, Mm woodcuts The thing about those is, you make them once And then that's the design they are And then you can make copies until they wear out Right This is all very sensible These people have invented Like, modular woodcuts Where all the letters Are separate and you Clip them all together in a tray and change the text and then make a bunch of copies. And then you can reuse the letters. It's genius!
3: I try and write my name. I use... the rearrange the letters to spell my name.
0: They are not Um... in an alphabet you are familiar with, so roll me an intelligence check to see how much you remember from when comprehend languages was running
2: okay this
3: is going to be one hell
0: of a souvenir <laughs> 24 i don't think you're going to be allowed to take the type with you <laughs> no, no but but I'm gonna, I tell I'm you gonna, what with 24 you them. have you have you have it's it a bit phonetic because obviously the, the letters don't directly Translate, but you you have managed to transliterate your name into an alphabet that you only kinda semi remember because you magically understood it an hour ago, and you have <laughs> you have you have succeeded in in getting them to print your name. <laughs> they will do a one. They, they they won't put it through the press, but they like arrange movable type and then just get a little roller and some ink and take off a copy for you. Slightly smudgy Fantastic. on their on their fabulous paper. Congratulations!
3: know is extremely pleased.
0: <laughs> Your guide Senzala has this look of relief that she has hit on something that is keeping you occupied, that also constitutes like doing her job well. Like she has <laughs> she has taken the strangers to to see. The printing press and they're enjoying themselves. This is good. This is good. I'm doing a good job. Fabulous.
1: Uh, Rill is doing his best to sketch out what he sees, but I assume there's no way he could get a look at the like the internal guts of this thing while it's being yeah, used no. to actively print.
0: No, and it clearly has a fair amount of internal guts. Yeah. Um, you probably do spot that none of the—I mean, I don't know how much time Rill has spent around water and other mechanical wonders, but especially because you did come through Brarilgrin, you have had a look at some fairly decent clockwork recently. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't. Yeah, I don't think he'd Nothing be able to like here. put anything together himself. But yeah, he might. Yeah. You know, recognize some of what he's looking it. at.
0: None of these parts to real look in and of themselves particularly unreasonable. Like, you you see cogs and gears and crankshafts and belts and big mechanical stuff. Um, Nothing that you're seeing looks like you wouldn't be able to make it with technology you've seen or heard of. Uh, so it's more like the the real impressiveness is is the idea, mm. and the precision engineering necessary to make the type. Like now that you've now that you've seen it done, you're like, why did I never think of that? That's genius. And you couldn't replicate it, but you feel like they could probably have built this at Bravelgrin if someone had commissioned it.
1: Okay. Interesting. So he's, he's doing his best and uh, is is upset about the language barrier um, a bit because now he can't ask questions.
0: It is heartbreaking. Like, also for, for, for the engineer who's talking to you who just wants to tell you everything and is frustrated that, well, they can do that, but it doesn't help. Okay, so you are going to be here for, I don't know, an hour or two of being shown this machine, during which time they are are rigging it up to print some other run of stuff on smaller sheets of paper than the newspaper this morning. Um, Big bold titles, looks like a flyer of some kind. Um, And they're just rigging that up as you eventually will be led back out into the open and back to town uh, by Sinzala, unless you endeavour to resist this gentle urging.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I feel like just because you have all been awake for... Like, for you, it is getting towards bedtime, even though, like, Mm. where you are, it's getting towards lunchtime. But it is getting towards lunchtime, Mm. so I think Sinzala will take you to what's probably a restaurant um, but one that is willing to kind of give you the place to yourselves. It's not a very big place and they will just kind of quietly shoo away anyone else who who comes in and feed you some lunch and they would like to encourage you to just kind of stay put and drink this lovely tea and eat these little cakes and just generally have a rest and not go wandering anywhere i'd least. really i'd really like to just clarify whether the tea
2: is narcotic before i decide how much of it to drink <laughs> i feel like i feel like i feel like the good thing is i think it's well established that where possible i keep and carefully ration some um some sort of uh, tonic about my person. I think that is well established. Which is unmistakably narcotic to any civilization that has invented alcohol. Yes. This tea. (laughs) And I may just gesture in a kind of like, smell this.
0: Compare this to the tea. Questioning look. (laughs) Okay, so Senzala takes it as you suggesting that you're going to put it in the tea and is horrified. Like, no, no, don't do that. (laughs) That's No, that's not how you drink it you're supposed to drink it from these lovely delicate little cups unadulterated (laughs) please don't put alcohol in the tea Uh, it is it is very nice it is pink and it is brewed directly up from the dried mix of tea and you can see it being see when they make it is it's a combination of this these tiny pink flowers you know dried flowers and something more herbal smelling it doesn't taste in any way alcoholic. It also doesn't Certainly Senzala is just drinking it quite calmly as if this is not going to put her to sleep or anything. Fair
2: enough. Sounds and it great. doesn't
0: doesn't taste of, you know, a lot of poppies or anything like that.
2: Yeah yeah. Just nice. Look, I'm just cautious because because it will be very plausible to serve as a mild narcotic and to And to not think to stop serving it to the person twice your size if they keep
0: requesting (laughs) it.
2: And then have a bad time. I don't want to have a bad trip. It's there, it's there.
0: This doesn't seem like trippy tea. This seems like maybe... Drink this tea, eat these little cakes. Have a lovely time. Have a lovely time. Surrounded by the constant soothing murmur of wind in the leaves in this nice warm room with the the little stove and the cushions
2: Have a little nap You're not
0: being drugged, but I am suggesting that you are all in a position where you might just take a nap
2: I'm willing to take a nap I feel like if we're in trouble, we're we're fucked anyway If we're not in trouble, might as well take a nap
0: Yeah Fantastic, because that means that I can gracefully accelerate us towards a meal. So you you are... how long have you been going? I was about to say it's been about an hour and a half. Yeah, I think...
2: It seems like a nice...
0: Yeah, we we did all the mucking around with my sound problems before we started recording. So you... yes, you have... you have a nice lunch of little cakes and little sandwiches and lots of tea. And then some more little sandwiches because they're like, these are giants. They probably need more sandwiches <laughs> <laughs> you, you can see the sort of thoughtful look in, in particular for, for ember and trick who are the built of pair of the party but yeah that that, that thoughtful look of hmm, maybe extra lunch because they are giants then they bring you out it's great someone else is paying it's fantastic And I think we will leave you there, poring over your your various diagrams of the amazing printing press from this morning. And pick up again next episode with this this feast to welcome the monarch of the realm, to which you have been somewhat forcibly invited. You've been listening to Come Out and Play, an all-trans real-play podcast. We'd like to thank our generous patrons for making this possible, especially our £20 and up patrons, Alexandria. To join them and get early access to our bonus episodes, check us out at patreon.com coapcast. You can find all our free episodes at comeoutandplay.games or wherever you get your podcasts. You're not going to do any assassinations or anything, are you? Good, uh, didn't think so. No, no yeah, we don't
1: um... even know them yet.